Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And I know we have been all over the place in terms of when we're doing these shows. We we're pretty good about doing them on Thursdays in the regular season. Um, but uh, once we get into the, the offseason, we, we've got stuck on a Friday. Now we're on a Wednesday and we know that doesn't always work with everybody's schedule. So we uh we apologize for that, but uh, yeah, you know, putting the show together does require us to be here. And uh, when when we can't be here, there's no show. Uh, it just simply works that way. But uh, anyway, um, glad to have everybody here. Hello to our uh, viewers that will be viewing the recording. Hello to uh, all of those out there that will um, also uh, be listening at, uh, at their leisure. Uh, and hello to Jen, Big Ben's burners aboard, and obviously hello to Mr. Scarpino. And Ian is in as well. I think Ben Gentlemen. said he would be a little bit late today. Holy shit, Rick. Mr. Holman. Mr. Holman is in. Holy shit, we have been honored with the presence of the Hall of Famer. Uh, we, we are doing well. It is uh, good to have everybody Um just to kind of go over what we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. Uh, obviously, Brian Flores is gone. Um, you know, we'll get into just how big that is or maybe not how big it is. Everybody's got a little different perspective on that. Um, th this came as a total shock to all of uh, you, I'm sure, that Rudy, uh, Mason Rudolph, really doesn't have any, any intent on coming back to Pittsburgh in the fall. I, I my shocked face. Yeah. I, I was stunned when I saw that. Uh, but actually it leads into the bigger discussion of, of exactly what's going to happen with these uh, backup quarterbacks, because um, obviously uh, Mr. Rooney uh, talked a little bit of, a couple weeks ago about, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, we expect him to be there. So we'll talk about, about the backup situation. Um, I'll throw it over to Ian and, and Ben when he gets here a little bit, because uh, I do want them to explain a little bit about our salary cap situation. And I, I, I get the feeling people think we're going to have way more cap space than we are going to. Um, that doesn't mean we can't create some, um, but I just get the feeling people think we're going to be out there just freewheeling and throwing money around too. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk a little bit of Super Bowl um in terms of uh uh who we would want to win and who uh, all those kinds of things as well so uh mr scarpino you look very cozy as usual in your man cave how are you tonight doing pretty good doing pretty good cozy as can be uh, you know what this time of year that's all you can ask for snug really like is. a bug in a rug bug in a rug baby and uh ian how are you I'm good. I'm good. Can't Excellent. complain, you know, for a Wednesday night. I know. It's a Wednesday. It's it's yeah. a hump day, as they say. It's very, very weird. But uh, nevertheless, glad everybody's here. And, uh, yeah, let's just get that out of the way because I know Burner's going to want to know. Ian, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I uh, I made a little cocktail with this uh, pineapple that my sister-in-law gave me. and uh, Or gave us, I should say. The kids ate most of it for their bedtime snack. But I threw a couple in a glass with some... Uh, mixed alcohols and it's not too bad oh very nice tequila uh, and triple sec you know it's, it's almost like a margarita triple I, sec know, is the best like mixer 
alcohol that there you is. said that and i've yes. got to add that to my collection because uh yeah. my wife got me some some bitters for christmas this year like four different types and i i, I gotta start using those and, and everything but right now i i am just going with the bradshaw bourbon it's a good As choice approach the super bowl um you know i figure what better time and and uh scarps what do you, you you're going late tonight or what do you got it's just water yeah okay trying pour to, water just, tonight trying to try to be Half decent. He's trying to hydrate. Trying to hydrate. So I'm okay. the only asshole on this show. <laughs> this is triple sec is the wingman of all. It's things. true. It's so good. You can mix it with anything, right? And, right. Except, well, maybe, maybe not whiskey, but like, I mean, basically, it's orange liqueur. I mean, and it's yeah. you know, forty proof. It's not a whole lot of alcohol in it, but you just throw it into anything, and it makes it better. And uh, Mr. Holman is having old granddad. Uh, Ian, have you heard of this? I have. It's whiskey. It's okay. uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty strong. Um, 114 proof. Hello. <laughs> it's it'll, terrible. Uh, it'll make you grow some hair on your chest. Yeah, it's terrible. Believe me, or I don't burn need the entire any more hair on my you. chest. Uh, and Burner is, of course, having some Bradshaw bourbon. And you know, it's like I tweeted. Everybody thinks we talk about it because it's Terry Bradshaw. He's a stealer, and and oh, you got to get this stuff. It's actually good. You know, we are pretty honest. If we didn't think it was good, we would tell you. Um, and and you know, but no, it is. It's it's really nice uh, uh, whiskey. And so they unfortunately I'm... have not agreed to sponsor our show yet, so we're not even getting any royalties out of this. We're just saying that it's delicious. We, we are, and I'm telling you right now. I am not giving up. I will continue to uh, just put out little teasers there. And wh whoever is the social media person for Bradshaw Bourbon needs to kind of wake up. Uh, if, if, if we can't get an know. American Top 40 deal, then we're definitely doing something wrong. So, right? I'm right? Just, just saying. Uh, man, what, what, what's Jen having? Homemade apple pie? Is that like moonshine? Or is yeah, that I was like going to say, is that moonshine like or is that pie? like a slice of pie? You know, I, I, either uh, is an acceptable choice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, sounds pretty good right about now. Absolutely, my goodness. Uh, I think I think Jen's in Wisconsin, where where uh, homemade apple pie would be a big deal. They probably put a slice of cheddar cheese. on I was going to ask there. about that. Yeah, some people do that. Oh, it's very big up here uh, and 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 over there too in Wisconsin. But I personally, I don't. I I much prefer mine with a little scoop of vanilla ice cream. But she she has just confirmed we are talking about the wrong pie. Just talking about moonshine. Uh, Even better. Yes. Copperhead Road. Yeah. Co oh, Copperhead What a jam, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Steve Earl. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's talk some Steelers here. Um, I guess Brian, that's the point of the show. It, it, well, it is kind of. I'm seven minutes in. I haven't really mentioned it yet. Uh, Brian Flores, uh, not surprisingly, guys, he is uh, taking the position of defensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, we don't really know what other opportunities that were offered him. He did interview um, for, I believe, Denver, and he interviewed as the head coaching candidate in Arizona. Um, and I, you know, I, I I don't really know how bad we'll miss him or, or if we will at all. Uh, I, I think there's arguments to be made uh, one way or the other, but um, – you know, I, I in terms of the job, he let, let's say he had all three to choose from. 
I mean, you always take being a head coach in the NFL, don't you? But at the same time, mm. I don't know about that job out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of downside, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. But uh, Ryan, what, I, I mean, what does this do for the Steelers defense? I mean, does this leave a big hole in the coaching staff? Um, I mean, obviously they need a linebacker coach now, uh, you know, a senior defensive assistant. Um, I mean, what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about the linebacker coaches. Jerry O is still the inside linebackers coach. Right. Flores was the out with Flores was the outside linebackers. No, I think it was just linebackers. Generally general. general. Speaking, yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, I got a variety of thoughts. First of all, I do think Brian Flores is a really good coach. I, yeah. um, I, I think he does a really good job. I think, and I know these are all like cliches, but like, you know, he, for, for I say that, but our inside linebackers last year were terrible, right? Um, and whether that I don't, I'm not going to say that's all Brian Flores' fault, but like, mm-hmm. like I remember when they first got him, people were like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna turn Devin Bush into a player yeah. again." And and I honestly I don't blame that on Flores because like I think he was fighting an uphill battle, but like I mean I think arguably last year our best inside linebacker was, was Roberts Villain, and that's not saying much. No argument. Um, as I've mentioned many times, he he's a guy that could fix your heating and air conditioning needs. Um, <laughs> so I, I look at, okay. So, all right. If, if the, and Mike Tomlin talked about this on, on Ryan Clark's podcast and, and, and I don't want to like, I'm not, I don't want to put words in, in Mike T's mouth, but like, I, I think that like, I think they. I think the Steelers threw him a bone. I think it was, and we talked about this on the show. It was a win-win yeah, yeah. for both sides. You got yep. the Steelers, you know, picking up a guy that that just so happens to be to, <laughs> to sue the league, right, um, right? And then you got Flores. It's like, shit. I can coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a year and then see what happens. Um, but I don't. I don't blame him at all one bit for leaving. I mean, no. Like, look, like. What is it? What is even a senior defensive assistant? To me, it's a glorified title. Like, yeah, they essentially made the position up for Flores. Yes. I mean, so like, yeah. so yeah. like, you know, now if they said, if they said, hey, you're going to be our defensive coordinator, which meant, you know, Terrell Austin was going to go somewhere else, then maybe, yeah. then maybe Flores would have stayed. But I also look at that. I'll also look at that if that it, it's if, if Flores was there two years. And then got a head coaching job. The Steelers would have gotten two third round compensatory picks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I only say this. That's very nice mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. tried to help mm-hmm. the guy out. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you heard Mike Tomlin say, you know, this isn't charity? So like, if you were gonna keep him, you if you had to figure out a way to to coax him to staying here for another year. And obviously, T.J. Watt. Uh, Make Fitzpatrick and Cam and Cameron Hayward weren't enough to to keep him here. So then I th- sit there and think like, okay, was it a glorified ti- a glorified title? But then, did they even pay the guy? Like, I mean, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of questions to me that that like that that I'd like to that I'd like to know the answers to, and I doubt I'm ever going to. But yeah, I, I don't. Really? I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a huge loss, but it, it's. A, I think it's a loss. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I I'd have. He's by far the most talented defensive coach on that 
<laughs> that was on the staff and he's not yep. there anymore. No so argument like, here. So to say, you know, so to say like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. I, I strongly disagree with that. Not to mention, if you remember, I can't remember which game it was last year, but um, Brian Flores taught more about football to Kenny Pickett that our offensive coordinator did. <laughs> so that was the two know. minute drills in practice. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's good. Um, Ian, I, I'm going to comment a little bit later on what Ryan was talking about there yeah. in, in terms of just that influence, but go, what, what are your general thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back in history a little bit here to, yeah. uh, Andrew Carnegie who once said, and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, smart people surround themselves with other smart people. And that's kind of the mark of a good leader um, is that a good leader doesn't need a bunch of yes men around him or her, that a good leader surrounds themselves with other smart people that's willing to challenge them and also bring up other ideas. And that lifts the whole organization together. And as Ryan very astutely pointed out, Brian Flores was probably the best defensive mind in the building. Possibly other than Mike Tomlin, because Tomlin has a defensive background, but you know, definitely better than Austin's Terrell Austin's pedigree. Um, you know, so anytime you lose a really smart guy from the building, it's gonna hurt. There's gonna Mm -hmm. be a loss. Mm -hmm. And like we you just talked about with Kenny Pickett, right? Flores's influence was more than just on the defense. We're losing a smart guy from the building, Mm -hmm. and Ryan's talked about how small that building is just from a you know space standpoint that people run into each other all the time those sidebar conversations happen all the time so definitely um you know losing a smart guy from the building is gonna hurt but Mm -hmm. you know there's other smart guys out there that you know we can also find and tomlin's done an okay job of that in the past i mean mike munchak was a good hire todd haley was a good hire um you know so we'll see what happens some of the other guys weren't so good of hires but um the the yeah. running backs coach they brought in from uh minnesota when oh, Le'Veon bell was a rookie sacks james Sachs. yeah Saxon. yeah because yeah, because he was in minnesota when adrian peterson's first few years and then he right. came to us and helped Le'Veon bell a lot um you know so so there have been guys that we have brought in um and then there's a lot of other you know assistant coaches and position sure. coaches that leave a lot to be desired um but yeah, I think losing a smart guy from the building hurts. But uh, Ryan pretty much summarized a lot of my other thoughts too, so I'll I'll leave it at that. To, that there will be a loss, but it's not completely detrimental to the entire organization. No, I I mean you're you're talking about a guy that's coached under Bill Belichick, a guy that's won Super Bowl rings as a, a coordinator, um, and has been a and head the guy coach. who was a pretty damn good head coach and I, I, he's got a shitty deal in Miami I, too. Absolutely, Ian. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what the year they were supposed to tank? Didn't they go nine, seven and nine or something? Yeah, or six and right. ten, like. <laughs> Right, they were trying to tank, and he was like, "Nope, we're gonna win games." You know, and and more power to him. Um, yeah. Just to answer Jen's question, you know, she she asked, "Was Flores the only Steelers coach uh, watching the D lineman at the Senior Bowl?" Um, no, I mean Tomlin was involved in that. Um, I can't. What's his name? Grady was down there yeah. uh, quite a bit with, with that group. And you know, let's also be honest here too. Um, Flores had to have known one of two things: I'm either going to still be coaching with the Steelers, so great, I'm here, I'm watching the defensive kids that are here trying out, or I'm going to be a coordinator, head coach for somebody else, and I still need to know who these young men are. So either way, he's doing his due diligence, as they say. 
Um, and I mean, I, the, those yeah. coaches all share their notes. The you know Steelers coaches, after they all go and watch the players throughout the day, they probably go back to the bar and share their notes, go back to somebody's hotel room, share notes. So oh, it's not sure. like you know Flores is the only one with observations. Tomlin's getting the notes that Flores took. And a lot of the Senior Bowl practices are recorded too, so they can even yes. go back and watch the film of the practice afterwards. And we all know, I mean, to, to Ryan's point it, last week or the week before, like – you know, Tomlin just loves this stuff. He loves the grind of it. And he I'm does. sure I'm sure Tomlin watched tape of the senior bowl practices because like he just loves that stuff. Well, he, he does. And if you talk to any of these film junkies, they will flat out tell you that they miss stuff. And watching the film the way that they do, uh, they pick up on things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best special teams coaches Seven, that, that I've it. ever seen uh always talk about when they self-scout uh and then when they turn it around and they actually scout the opponent a little bit they see things and you know that's how punts get blocked returns get set up and so yeah i i I have no doubt about that ian i'm sure tomlin probably watches it uh ad nauseum Uh, i'd like to welcome in mr ben anderson to the show um giving us the peace sign and uh ben are you still on the wagon tonight till sunday wow i uh i don't i don't know if i'm impressed if i'm a bit sad i i I don't know what to say uh anyway we were just talking about the uh loss of uh uh brian flores heading up to uh minnesota and uh i mean we knew it was gonna happen Absolutely. Yeah, this was not a surprise. It was very much uh, something that everyone expected. Um, but, uh, you know, what kind of impact uh, did did you think he had this past season? And, and what do you do now? Do you, do you fill the void of senior defensive assistant or was that just made up for him? Uh, I think they need to add another linebackers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think they will. Um, Joey Porter, probably not. <laughs> Joey, well, they're gonna draft his son. Joey, uh, as you know, was already a Steelers outside linebackers coach. Uh, there, there were some PR issues when Joey was in town, and uh, on top of that, the outside linebackers didn't perform real well when Joey was was there. Nothing um, good happens on the south side late at night. Just yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've we've all heard that. We've we've all heard that over and over again. Nothing good happens on the south side. Stay off Carson late at night. I've been out on Carson late at night, not had any problems. I, you know. Well, um, we went to a bar. I I think I told Ryan about this once. We went to a bar on Carson, and they had this doghouse at the end of the know. bar. <laughs> And my buddy says, "There's that's not for a dog. And this, I'm like... This may have been an overtime thing, I, I would just like to mention. It probably was. And uh, and and a, a midget comes out and walks along the bar and he starts pouring shots. It was the most Pittsburgh thing ever. And everyone's going, yeah, the midget's coming out! Yeah! I was just like... I looked at my buddy Drew, who brought us to that bar, and I was like, really? You, you, you fucking... You brought me to a bar where you get... Shots poured by a midget who comes out of a doghouse. He goes, yeah, okay. You know, since, since we're discussing little people, I would like to credit Ian with a very funny dad I was going to say, speaking week. of midgets uh, and doghouses. Yeah, 
Go ahead. The Titans released their secondary defensive backs coach, uh, whose last name happens to be Midget. And uh, Ian, what was your comment in the I, chat this week? I, I think I said something like he came up short of expectations yeah. or something like that. I'm the worst. Oh no, I, I'm hey, an asshole. Hey, whatever. It's, it's a, fine. Look, I, I, and I apologize to all little people out there. You know. I, anyway, um, yeah. I, I, uh, right. Hey, Randy Newman wrote a song about it. Short people. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He got, did. Got sued for that. Blame, blame Randy Newman. Rand, Randy Newman. Uh, a a. Uh, uh, he- yeah. So anyway, the South Side thing. Back to the linebackers. Right. Let's talk about that. Right. I think they're gonna. They're gonna. Okay. They're going to uh, hire a linebackers coach. Um, if they can grab a guy who's the quality of a of a Brian Flores, obviously they'll hire him. I don't think that guy is going to be available. Um, I think that Tomlin pretty much probably expected that this guy, given the fact that he's head coach capable, was only going to be around for a year and then he was gone. Um, it sucks the Steelers don't get a comp pick for it. What the hell oh, is ringing? Sure. Ringing somebody's furnace just turned on. Uh, oh, that's mine. Is it hey. Heating and air conditioning. I know. That's it. right. Robert <laughs> Better Spillane. call Bobby Spillane. Call Bobby Spillane's heating and air. <laughs> uh, well played, by the way, Big Ben's burger. Well played. Uh, yeah. I I was messing around with uh, mock drafts today because, I, I mean, let's be honest, it, it they all suck, but I don't know. You get addicted to it. They do all suck. They're dumb. They are. Do they take a linebacker with one of the first two or three picks? Depends who's available. Depends whether or not they sign one. Yeah. Well, it, obviously the free agency thing is going to be big. It's going to dictate what they do in the draft. But I, I mean, there's, there's, it's not a real deep. Speaking of short draft. people, what if there was a short linebacker from Michigan? Oh, for and he was available. <laughs> what do you think they'd trade up to get him? I Depends hope if not. he ran like a four two forty or not, or yeah. or never showed up in big games in college. Ouch! Well, that's pretty much Michigan in general. Uh, well, I mean, he—I mean, he stomped on the Michigan State logo. I mean, that was right, which right. is actually pretty in line with what the Steelers' defense has done over the past, you know, couple years—all bark and no bite. Very much so, especially yeah. in the postseason. I, I'm being a little rude, but well, that Devin Bush pick really annoyed the shit. I don't out know, of me. man. You know, they led the—they led the league in sacks for five years. Oh, that's great. Um, they they led the league in picks this year. They did right. they did some good things where yes. you know, and I, I argued with Alan Saunders this week about it. He's like, Well, they were much better against the run. No, they, they weren't because they gave up a whole bunch of first downs via the run. Way too many. Um, they're not a good run defense, even though statistically they're not awful. They're just not good, in my opinion. Um Again, because of the frequency with which they gave away, gave up first downs and let teams extend drives on them using the run specifically. Uh, the thing that's missing from the passing defense is the fact that Watt was hurt all goddamn year and they did not come close to leading the league in sacks. They only had 40 sacks this year. The previous five years, they had between 52 and 56 and, and led the fucking league. And they and that, they it's get, a huge difference. Did they get 16 in the first and last game? <laughs> yeah, uh, 14. 14. Okay, it was like a huge yeah. chunk of that was 14. was the yeah. first last Cincinnati game. Cincinnati and then yeah. Cleveland in the end. Um 
the, the Bush pick, what would people have been saying had we not gotten a linebacker that draft, though? I mean, oh, they would have oh, called been pissed. it a complete failure by right. Kevin Colbert. Because, well, and think about it. It, it goes back, right? And, and we've talked about this before. I know I'm rehashing old history. Yeah. But Ryan Shazier got hurt. Right. And, that was where it all started. Right. That yeah. was where it started. And before Shazier got hurt, I think they were giving up like 15 or 16 points a game. And after Shazier got hurt that year, that number ballooned to like 23 points a game. They gave up a touchdown more per game yeah. after Shazier yep. got hurt. Yep. And then the following year, they didn't address the inside linebacker position at all in the draft and didn't really do anything with it. And we're just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and and weren't fine at all. Fine. And I mean, that was was that the was that the year that we had uh, Keenan Allen? Uh, no, that no? was eighteen. That was eighteen. Um, yeah, that w- that would have been right then. Yeah, because Shazier got, Shazier hurt, got, in hurt, in got hurt in seventeen. Sixteen, right? Sixteen or seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen. Shazier got hurt in seventeen. So eighteen was the Keenan Allen year. Oh, the v- Vince Williams on Keenan You're Allen. About Vince on Keenan. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that was 18, yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. No, it was John Bostic on Keenan Allen. But at any well, rate, um, right. and, and LJ Fort. You know, it was, it was Bostic still in the league. It too. was Vince yeah. Williams, too. But yeah. 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 Okay. At, at any rate, right, they went into that year. They signed with John Bostic and LJ Fort. And they were like, oh, yeah, these two guys will be fine and inside linebacker. And no, they weren't. Um, so then going into the 19 draft, which was the year they drafted Devin Bush, they were like, well, we completely ignored inside linebacker last year. So they signed Mark Barron in free agency and traded up to draft Devin Bush, thinking that that would help solve their inside linebacker issues. And lo and behold, it didn't. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they tried to piecemeal something the year before and it didn't work through free would we agency. Say, would we say, though, that he played well his rookie year, though? I th- I mean, I'm not saying I felt, great. Honestly, honestly but, I felt like he was on a good trajectory before his yeah. knee injury. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, a better way of saying it. Yeah. I would. Was. I would say that. I. I don't necessarily know if he played great. I, mm-hmm. I because it was a rookie, but mm-hmm. he just so happened to be around the ball every single time it came loose. Like he was just like like. Yep. It he was flashed. just. I mean, it was, it was, this, I mean, that was also the same year that we traded for Minka and Minka was every, every time that ball was loose, like Minka was there, like it was, it literally yes. it was either Devin Bush or Minka every on every turnover. So like, I think he, I think that, I think that that might, might've skewed what we actually thought of him as a rookie, but, but we thought of him as a playmaker, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, he had what, his, his rookie year, he had two picks, four passes defended. Yeah. Four fumble recoveries and 109 tackles. Yeah, and 109 tackles. I mean, tackles he was all over the place, and he was yeah. he was more aggressive. He was more assertive. And yeah, since he had the ACL, he's never he's never flashed. Yeah, he's never been a guy that you're like, okay, he was almost there. He almost, he was never even almost. Yeah, you yeah, know, his, he had his. His problem as a rookie was he overran things. He was so yes. aggressive yes. that he flew to things and got beat on cutbacks. And we were I remember after his rookie year, we were kind of like, if he can just learn to control his speed mm-hmm. a little bit, he'll be a, a really good player. And then he had the knee injury, and then he was just afraid of contact for the last well, two years. And that's my question. Do we sometimes take for granted that that these players will just, oh, well, he's got an ACL. Ah, he'll be back. 
I mean, do we sometimes take it for granted that not all these guys come back the same way? I sure. Mean, sometimes it's I a mean, we, we absolutely do. I, I think I – mean, Look, sorry, Ben. Go ahead. No, the, to, to, to Ian's point about you know him running past the point of contact early in his career, it seemed to me like he was getting over that before he blew his knee out. Ultimately, then after he came back, he just he wasn't. Yeah, I don't want to say he wasn't aggressive because that's the wrong way to put it. He had he had moments where that ability flashed again and he made mm-hmm. plays. He just wasn't able to get there as fast anymore i don't know if he lost explosive ability or or what the hell the deal was just isn't the same player and he's awful in coverage ever since he he, the knee injury he's terrible yeah you know and we thought that when he came back you know he would he would pick up right back on that same trajectory maybe a little little behind but he'd pick Mm -hmm. up on it and go up and he didn't and as as our as our wonderful fans have pointed out in the chat yeah. About his, he never afterwards, he never once said or did the right thing, and he had every opportunity God. to do it. And he was probably coached to do it. Maturity. Every opportunity Still didn't to do, do it. it. No, he could have flipped the script and flipped the narrative and, and used it to his advantage. And yeah, people would still be like, ah, you know, he's just not playing like a first round pick. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The moment he started saying the dumbest shit. Yep. And, and retweeting videos of cats being dropped yeah. off, fucking six. Yeah, mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. you that everybody called him a bust. Like it was just, just like that. Yeah. Like, and I, like, and that's what I don't understand. Like he, and then his dad calling up the ninety-three-seven the fan and tried to like, like, holy shit! Like, what are we doing? I, I, I wish him well. You know, I, I don't know that he'll ever, you know, amount to to anything more than just your run of the mill linebacker. But I, I think he needs a fresh start somewhere well, I else. Mean, even you Devin know. White had a bad season last year. Yeah, right, right. You know, I mean, they're talking about cutting him now. I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? I mean, come this on. This is a young linebacker, and you're going to cut him because you have cap problems, and that's the guy you're going to target? Yeah. And okay. He, and he's really, he's the better, he's the much, much better Devin. But oh, yeah, yeah. that's Absolutely. why he went fifth overall. And really, those Absolutely. were the only two linebackers in that yeah. class. And remember, yeah. Uh, let's since we're talking about this, let's not forget the year before there were four first round linebackers, and the Steelers sort of had their eyes on Leighton Van Der Esch, but really liked Rashawn Evans. Um, and both of those guys went off the board before we picked and yep. didn't have a chance to get them. So, um, you they, know, uh, yeah, they liked Evans. Well, Tomlin liked Evans. Tomlin liked Evans better yeah. than anybody because he saw a guy he you know similar to to uh, Timmons mm-hmm. who could play inside outside. Underrated, you know. Oh, Timmons and, was a great first round pick. That's everything you want out of a first rounder. You know, he he's not obviously he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but you got you got a decade out of the guy. He was a foundational type pick. Yep, that is what you want. Cam Absolutely. Hayward. Cam Hayward, yep. borderline Hall of Famer. Um, yep. might make it, might not, but he's been a 10-year player. He's 33. He's still highly productive. That's an yeah. outstanding, outstanding first-round pick. Yep. Uh, yeah, for every Artie Burns, is you have really good players. And no disrespect to Artie, but like you sometimes you sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. But like, I mean <sighs> shit. Look, Lawrence, Lawrence Tibbetts, right, 10-year player. Marquise Pouncey, pretty much a 10-year player. And yeah. he wouldn't even he I think it would have been 10 full years if he didn't get if he didn't 
you know, bad injuries. from injuries, yep. but right. the Castro, like they've like this, t- that's the thing. This team has put together some nice drafts, right? Yeah. Like, not even talk mm-hmm. about the 74 draft. Like this team right. has done right. well. So yeah, you can, you can hope that they build that again, but you know, there's, you know, there's new sheriffs in town. I don't know how this is all going to unfold. So. Yeah. Things are going to change. Obviously, you know, the, hopefully the methodology will, will remain roughly the same. Um, Colbert, you know, he, he gave his endorsement to Andy Weidel on his way out. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah. I, I, my question again is who ultimately is going to have the pick like before, if there was a question, if there was disagreement, Kevin Colbert had the final vote. Yep. So he, his vote was basically two. <laughs> okay. Like if there was a tie, Kevin was the tiebreaker. Who's that guy now? I mean, honestly, I think Omar? it's Tomlin. I think it's Tomlin. I, I think it's Tomlin too. I agree with you. Agree. I think it's Tomlin at this point. I, I mean, too. you know, yeah. Omar Khan is not a film guy. Uh, Andy Weidel doesn't have a lot of history with a team. Um, Art. Yeah isn't really a football guy. Um, no, I, I Tomlin you know, 100%. I'm not going to yeah. say 100%, but I'm like 99. Right. Well, okay. Fair enough. Just a quick reminder that uh, you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN, which, of course, stands for the Pigskin Podcast Network, which we are very pleased to be a part of. Um, One of the other topics I I wanted to cover tonight was um, uh, backup quarterback, Um, because as we all know, it's a very exciting position. Uh, Not really. Usually the most popular position on a team. Yeah, it is. I have an interesting take on this. Um, well, I, I just what I wanted to throw out there was a uh, big shocker that that Mason isn't interested in coming back. Um, Trubisky, despite what AR2 has said, that you know, we expect him to be back. Uh, I, I mean, getting, he, you're getting pretty good at that, Mark. I, you know, I, I do some voices, okay? I, I do a few voices. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my Trump to myself though. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, this team very well could be looking at a situation where it's Kenny Pickett and nobody else for a brief moment of time. Um, so, with that said, and Ben, I'll throw it to you first because it sounds like you got a, uh, a take here. Um, what, what, what's, the, what's the script going to be here? Wait a minute. Is Rick on the, on the chat? Yeah. Hi, Rick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's I, I I think that that Mitch wants out. I think that if he, I suspect. I don't think because I don't. I don't really know. I don't know anybody who knows him well enough to be able to tell me. I suspect that if the Steelers go to him and say, "Hey, million dollars is too much to be a backup," you know, you take a cut to like five. He's right. going to say, "Nah, you, you can cut me. I'm not taking a pay cut," and uh, you know. They they'll consider their options there. Eight million dollars is really rich for a backup quarterback. Five yeah. million is too rich for a backup yeah. quarterback in my mind, but whatever. Yeah, you know, um, go, they go a little high to try and keep him because they they like him. Um, you've got a, a history of concussions with Pickett to this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. You got a young quarterback. If he misses time, you like having a guy in there who knows the offense, knows the players, knows the personnel. Blah blah blah. blah. 
So you want some continuity, but if they can't keep him, I kind of wonder if they aren't going to make Scarpino really happy no and boy. bring back Mason Rudolph. Tries no to say, hey, Mason, we'll pay you this much money because Mason's not going to have a real robust market. Let's be frank. He's not. Okay. I don't think so. I know that, you know, there's speculation that Mason's in a good position to go out there and be a starter someplace or, or I have a really plumb backup <laughs> role. That's bullshit. Okay. Mason has not plumb. performed well. <laughs> Last year, he was not active for a single game. The guy, nah, he doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have a robust market, in my opinion. Now, I could be wrong. There could be some team out there who sees him as something more than I do, but. I, I doubt it. So, again, my point is just that I think mm-hmm. Mason might languish on the market for a little while, and the Steelers might be able to come back and go, hey, you know, you made $3.5 million last year. What if we paid you four to come back and be our backup? If, let me go back to something you said about the the, the cost. Um, it, let, let's say they did say, hey, Mitch, we want to, you know, redo your deal, $5 million. What kind of money is he going to get if he goes to any of the other 31 teams? Honestly, not- like one or two million is probably the, yeah. the cap for a backup quarterback. I mean, I, I tweeted a, a glimpse behind the madness of my spreadsheets earlier this week of, you know, all the, the quarterback deals. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much, uh, I'll say a vast majority of the backup quarterback deals are expiring this year. So, um, yeah. you know, there are going to be opportunities for a lot of these guys to either get new deals or move around. But I mean, if you look last year, other than Trubisky who became a backup, but the guys who were truly signed to backup quarterback contracts, Mm -hmm. they were pretty much all under 5 million for a year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're looking at like Teddy Bridgewater at 4.5, Jacoby Brissett at 4.7, um, you know, a lot of them were in the one to two million dollar range. I guess Taylor Heineke was at one year five million, but you know, and he actually looked decent when he started he for Washington. Moments. He um, moments. Yeah, so but a lot of these guys are going to be free agents too. So, um, you know, I think I think for Mit, or for Mason, there's a lot of pieces that need to fall into place. I think from Mitch's standpoint, you know if he could just stay and make $8 million and hold a clipboard, like that's a pretty good life, right? It, um, it is. And, it, and it's, it would actually be the most money he's ever made in one year. Yeah. If, if he decided to, to stick it out and the flip side of it, something I didn't discuss before is the Steelers really like the way he handled himself. And if he got demoted, they really like the work he puts in with mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett. And the, the time that he invests with him during games, sitting there with the Microsoft Surface and going, okay, here's what I saw. What did you see? Da, da, da. Going back and forth. And they, they think that Pickett's benefited by that. So it may just, it, in the end, you know, what mm-hmm. I just said may get thrown out the window. They may not bring Rudy back at all, may not make any effort. And they may just say, well, I guess we can't make him take a pay cut. It is what it is. We got to decide to keep him or let him go, and we kind of need him, so we're going to just pay him the eight million dollars and bite the bullet. Scarps. The other option, just to throw this out there, is they could offer Trubisky an extension, which I realize 
doesn't really help him get out on the market anymore. Right. If you say like, hey, we'll give you, you know, a six million dollar signing bonus for a two year deal, or so, something like that it's to stretch voided, out like the voided years or something, something like that. You stretch you out could. the cap hit a little maybe, bit, yeah. And, and that's actually the other point though that I was thinking about was, you know, Kevin. And Dan Rooney were always against the voided years on contracts. I realized they did it Ben's last year because they wanted to make one last run at it. And the COVID mm-hmm. thing kind of mm-hmm. screwed everything up with the salary cap. But they organizationally, the Steelers had been opposed to doing the void years thing for a while. But, you know, as, as we've said on the show, Art's not Dan and Omar's not Kevin. So right. I don't know if they start to go down and look at those voided year routes and, and things that happen but yeah there's there's a lot of other other quarterbacks that mitch would have to compete against on the market if he were to hit free agency right now too so scarps uh if if you're mason would you even entertain coming back to pittsburgh uh it wouldn't be my first it wouldn't be my mm-hmm. first <laughs> Uh, no, I wouldn't be right. right. I mean, it, it, it would not be my first choice, but also, you know, see what's out there. I just, and it, listen, you could all sit there, you know, you could bust my stones and that's fine because I do, I do support the guy. He's been nothing. He's handled everything well throughout his yep. whole career. No seems argument. like a really good teammate. We, we all agree that he's a good yeah. person. He just sucks as a quarterback. Okay. That, 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 okay. So you say, you, so you say that, okay. And that's fine. You say that. Okay. But he has better num- he had be- he has better numbers than Kenny Pickett does through the same amount of playing time. He doesn't inspire anyone. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. He doesn't it's, do oh, anything inspired. in the red zone when it, oh, when it comes yeah. down to it. You know. You know what makes okay, you know what makes Pickett better and more valuable at this point is that when it comes down to it at the end of the game and you need somebody with to have the ball in his hands and win the fucking game, he's done it. Mason, Mason can't fucking do that. Mason cannot fucking do that. Mason, in his last significant effort, tied a team 16-16 that had DBs that were on the street the week before. Yeah, because because uh, Mason fumbled and not Deontay. Oh, and fuck, Mason whatever. And Mason threw two picks and should have thrown a third. All right, I got Mark. should have thrown four. He them down. He I, was, I was at that game. I think Mark was at – Mark, were you at that game too? No, there was thank like, God I was not. There were like he was terrible. That, yeah. He was fucking awful. They let. I'm pretty sure up until their opening touchdown in drive, overtime. Mason was the last in person. overtime, I guess his teammates got tired and they fucked up too. He fucked up. That game never should have gone to OT. They went okay. So they went right down the field on the first drive. He threw a touchdown to James Washington. Opening drive touchdown. Did he give yep. up 200 yards on the ground to a bunch of scrubs? Again, he was throwing against guys that were on the street the week before. He should have thrown how for 400 yards. I see how it is. I he see should have thrown is. for 400 fucking yards, not when for, you don't, not for when two you don't picks. Like, when you don't like a player, you when you don't like a player, uh, you okay. don't listen to any other things. I don't dislike you, him. I think no, 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 he sucks. No, no, no. So I the, think the funny he thing sucks. Is, the, no, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway, get back to the point. Um, yeah, if I'm Mason, I want to go somewhere else. Do, do other podcasts even come close to allowing people to disagree? Yes. I'm just curious. They fucking should. They should. It's what, it, it, it's what I fucking love about I'm just, our show. 
That's fine. Him. You don't you don't like him. That's fine. I get I don't that. like him as a quarterback. That's fine. Do I think I'm he's a bad saying, guy? I'm not even not saying I like him. I'm not even saying I like him as a quarterback. I just he think he sucks that as a quarterback. He never like nobody ever gives the dude the benefit of the doubt when like people go out of their way to talk about, oh, it's not Kenny Pickett's fault that so and so dropped the ball. I don't know. Or, it's when not it, Kenny when Pickett's I, fault. He you, fucking threw it right to the other guy. When the guy is a starter and the defense gives him five turnovers in San Francisco and he can't even fucking win that game sorry you, the, the guy is not going to generate a lot of goodwill hey james carter fumbled in that game and like in the yeah. huge play but once other again, guys like, other guys made mistakes but he also threw three three fucking picks that game no i'm sorry do you know he, what the he, longest he Steelers, do you know what like the longest steelers play is in the last like four or five years that 70 touchdown from from uh mason to juju oh yeah and Frisco. juju had two 97 yard touchdowns right that was an 18, so that was the okay. 19 was, was risk. Year, I'm it? just trying to rub it. I'm just trying to get under Ben's skin. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm Mason, I definitely want to go somewhere else. And I'd be careful if I was the Steelers uh, because, like, if they would maybe sign uh, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke's better than Kenny Pickett. So I don't want to put too much pressure on the young first-round pick. Honestly, I mean, if they can steal Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett would be a great. I'm just playing. I, I mean, he doesn't. Taylor, Taylor he doesn't have not that bad. He doesn't yeah. have the experience in the offense that Pickett's got. But if for some reason Pickett got hurt, was out for a couple of games, and Brissett came in and played well, ugh. and and we want Brissett because that was Canada's guy at NC State. And uh, <laughs> wow, nah, what a call! The dots. Now nah, I, I want him because I watched him play. I watched him play this year, and he's smart and he's calm. He did yeah, pretty well, good against the Steelers. And, yeah, uh, he's, he you does know, a nice job. He's not he's not a great quarterback, but he's like he's better than than average. <laughs> he's yeah, a damn, kind of that that Charlie he's a damn good backup, vibe, right? That, well, wasn't like, Jalen he's got Martin calm. On that he's not going to lose games. Bring him back. Who? I said, wasn't Jalen Samuels on that NC State team? Bring him back too. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I gang back together. Let's go. I, I have one more point about the cap and free agency stuff too. Yeah. Um, the Steelers have some decisions to make in like the next six weeks here. Yep. So like mid mid March, like by by the time we do a show on March twenty third, we'll we'll know some things. Um, assuming we do a Thursday show that week, but like to so just keep these dates in mind, right? We pretty much all know that William Jackson III is Gonzo, but March nineteenth, he's due a two point five million dollar roster right. bonus. Deontay Johnson on March 20th is due a two and a half million dollar roster bonus. So if they're going to restructure or something with DJ, like March 20th is kind of their drop dead date there. Um, March 21st, Mason Coles do a one point five million dollar roster bonus. And then March 22nd, Chooks of do a four million dollar roster bonus. So like that's what 10 million dollars yeah 10 10 and a half million dollars give or take that they're scheduled to give out basically in that third I, week of march i so, think they're they're going to be two moves that are made right away one yeah, so they're going to they're gonna restructure yeah. they're going to restructure tj watt yeah okay? that's and they absolutely can, they can generate about 10 million dollars in space and then they're going to cut william jackson the third that's another 12 and a half million yep now you, you've generated 22 and a half million you had about a million going in now you're at 23 million yeah you have enough space now to sign your free agents mm -hmm. your own free agents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to sign your draft class yeah without a problem okay then if you want 
to to create some more space to be able to to play around in the second tier second wave of free agency then you go ahead and you restructure some guys like your DJs and and some other guys yeah your Cam Haywards your Miles Jacks your, I don't it, I don't think that Cam's going to get rest- I, I hope he doesn't get restructured because he's already he's going to well, no, well, no, no. I'm, for Cam, for Cam, Cam, I think they should extend, do an what, extension add, with some Add some void voidable years. years. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be 35 at the end of this contract. I don't think you can do an extension, not a real one. No. It'd have to be a fluff one, like they yeah. did with Palomalu at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying they've got some choices to make, or they're going to hand out, you know, $10 million in cash that week. And Well, yeah. and, and when I brought that up at the top, you know, just agenda-wise of, about that, I, I, I get the feeling that people think that, that we have this just tremendous amount of cap space to be signing. We have a million dollars right now. We, we don't. And, and we have a lot one of it, million dollars in space yeah. right now that a lot of the it. things a, a little bit we, over that yeah it's all going to be based on the decisions that that ian just laid out and, yeah. and then you know from there I, I again it's just those those first two moves we talked about and then uh from there you know they can they can have guys sign addendums they've done it before where they forego that roster bonus until you know for 30 days or something oh that's just, right they yeah. just kind of give them they give them a wink nod they're like listen you're gonna get your money yeah, go. We're not cutting you. We want you to sign this so we can pay you next month, so we can decide whether or not we want to restructure your contract and give you more money when we pay you, or just pay you this one and a half million. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think and it's since, you know. since they haven't fucked any players over, um, they'll they'll get them to sign that. Well, and and the other thing to keep an eye on too is I know we're saying, oh, we only have a million dollars in cap space. There's. 14 teams right now that are in the negatives up to like the oh. box at 55 million over and the Saints oh. at 60 million over. Like Terrible. there's going to be a lot of restructures and cuts yep. and all this other stuff that's going to happen, you know, over the next few months that there's going to be some good players available too. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of good players, the Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. Uh, I believe it or not, they are going to fit in a football game around the, commercials, 18 hours of pregame, a halftime with Rihanna and who knows who else, but they will have time for some football. Um, so uh, it, here, here's the question. Scarps, I'll start with you. One reason why you would want the Kansas City Chiefs to win, one reason. Because Mark Madden will have a shit fit. That's a good that, reason. That's what, a pretty that, good fucking reason. What, that Juju would have a ring? Yep. Oh, man. That's a that's a really good question. Um, One reason. I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to Big Red. And I think Andy Reid is just a, he just seems like a really. He, all right. Andy Reid has always gotten that that he never could win the big game. Yeah, and this will be yeah. two times now. And I know he has probably the greatest. Definitely has the best quarterback in the league, but arguably already one of the greatest quarterbacks in the in league history. So yeah. I I think it'd be cool to see Andy Reid win another. Okay. Very good. Uh Ian, um what I was yeah, go ahead. I was gonna go with Andy Reid food analogies in a post-game press conference, <laughs> but Ryan kind of stole my thunder. All so right. I'll just say that Patrick Mahomes is super fun to watch play. He is. And 
you know, I, it's hard to dislike Patrick Mahomes when you watch him play football, and he's fun to watch. And you know, maybe we won't have to hear about Brady ever again if Patrick Mahomes wins a few more. Fair, fair. Uh, ben, one reason why you'd like to see the Kansas City Chiefs win? Uh, you know, there there are a couple of players that uh, played high school football in in Pittsburgh area that you know would win rings. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, Juju teams, obviously actually, yeah. would would win would win a ring. Uh, that'd be nice. Um, you know, beyond that, I I, I don't really. I mean, I, I I hope the Chiefs win. But I don't think they're going to. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get into <laughs> predictions and stuff uh, later. Uh, Scarp, so a reason why you would want to see the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl? One reason. So he likes jackasses celebrating after <laughs> win a championship. I think it. I, okay, I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Okay, to prove that you can fire a head coach that won a Super Bowl, oh, bring boy. in a new head coach, and when in a matter of four years, is it four years? Five years. Five. Whatever. That you can win Super Bowls by not having the same coach. Are you saying that Nick Sirianni is winning with Doug Peterson's players? No, <laughs> I said that on I said no, that on Twitter. And I, and, no, and I never said and I never said that Tomlin won with Cowers players, but I am saying that when you bring when you even remotely suggest that, you know, yeah. maybe Tomlin isn't the perfect fit for the Steelers anymore, you're like, oh, you're you're you know, Rich Eisen uh calling us dumb. Dave Damashek saying we laugh at you. Joy Taylor saying, Yeah, my boy Mike T did it again. What did he do, Joy? Right. He didn't have a losing Look, season. Anyway, I, I, so so yeah. That literally would be the the epitome of of the opposite of of how the Steelers have operated. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ian, one reason why you would like to see the Philadelphia Eagles win? I'd like to see the Eagles win because Jalen Hurts has one year left on his rookie deal, and winning the Super Bowl would mean they'd have to pay him a fuck ton of money, which would mean some of their other good players they couldn't re-sign and would hit the free agent market. Very fair. And they would become a yeah. cash-strapped or you know a cap-strapped team for. Oh yeah, while. it's coming. It's it's them. coming. Yeah, but it it's coming. But like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, if they just get there, they probably you know they they might not have to pay him as much, but it's the Joe mm-hmm. Flacco situation where if you win a Super Bowl, it's like, oh shit, we got to fucking pay you now. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They paid Dak. Well, that was Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones. I mean, you can't. I'm just, but I'm just, no, but I'm just saying yeah. that like they That's paid Kyler Murray. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, Ian, I they, totally they agree with you, but but I've, yeah, I totally agree okay. with you, but they also pay guys that don't even make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. I think that the there's Eagles... a there's a big difference between Dak getting like four years 160 million and Kyler Murray getting five years 230 million, like plus free pay... Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> pay, paying a guy a quarter of a billion dollars to be your quarterback is an insane amount of money. Yeah, and well, I am immunized, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> and I'm getting traded, so. 
Uh, I'm just saying. Tangent tangent here, Rogers. Uh, Well, I'm going to go on my uh, darkness retreat. I'm going to lock myself in a room for. uh, I cannot wait to find out more about what the hell this thing is. Four straight days. uh, Is he in a cave or is he in a hotel room? What the hell is he in? Darkness retreat. What the hell does that mean? Who cares? Actually, uh, I I gouge my own eyes out. Um, Exactly. I'm, I, I stay at the Holiday Inn Express uh, outside Milwaukee, <laughs> where Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> may have stayed as well. Uh, ben, one reason you would like to see the Eagles <laughs> win the Super Bowl. I need help. I, I wouldn't. Well, that goes <laughs> I, without saying. You know, I, 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 I think that people don't the the people don't really realize that the reason that Eagles fans and Cowboys fans hate each other so much is they're so alike. They're they're very similar. They're fucking obnoxious. I mean, they are the fucking worst. Unfortunately, the Eagles led the league with seventy sacks, as Scarps has pointed out numerous times. The Steelers, the Steelers, just to put this in context, led the league for five years with between fifty-two and fifty-six sacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those seasons included a seventeen-game season, and they had fifty-six sacks. And the Eagles had 70 this year. When you third time it, in NFL history, a team when, had 70 plus sacks. Okay. When you you consider that the 70 sacks and, and that pass rush, and the fact that Mahomes has got that fucking ankle and was gimpy as hell and almost got caught a number of times by the Bengals defense, which isn't close to as good as far as the pass rush goes, mm-hmm. I don't see it ending well for Kansas city this time. I, I, unless he's had some kind of a miraculous recovery, but two weeks just isn't long enough for a high ankle sprain. Right. You know, that's a four to six week injury. If it was regular season, he wouldn't be playing. So I, I just don't, I don't see it. Um, and yeah, Eagles fans can kiss my ass. The only thing that Philly's got going for it is cheesesteaks. Yeah. You know, every fan base has assholes, but, Philadelphia, not Steelers fans. I mean, come on, they're all was so Perfect. polite. You, well, and, yeah, I mean that, that goes without saying. And and, and yeah. well spoken and then knowledgeable. Yeah, absolutely, and not at all. You know, pie in the sky, sunshine. No, no, no. Or no. super negative and prone to using hyperbole when describing things because they're pissed <laughs> off. The team lost. That never happens. With Don't Steelers forget fans. to define hyperbole. By the way, they're always uh, so calm and collected and. Reflective so, uh, uh, on what took place. So if I, I guess I have to give mine. If uh, one reason I would want to see Kansas City uh, win the Super Bowl, uh, I, I like Mahomes. I, it's hard not to like Patrick Mahomes. Um, How about I, his I, wife? I didn't say his wife. Um, in in but, fact, that his wife. Me- his wife and brother haven't been as annoying this year. No, the brother hasn't been anywhere. Yeah, that's that's like that reminds yeah. me of that of that. Uh, Married with Children episode with the <laughs> fucking teacher who was really awful, and uh, it was it was the daughter's teacher who was terrible yeah. and gave her a bad grade. Bundy walks up to her and he says, "You're looking less ugly than usual today." <laughs> that was a great show, very underrated. Um, but but that leads me though to why I would want the one reason I would want the Eagles to win is so that um, uh, Mahomes' wife gets into a fight with the daughter of the Hunt family. Um, 
because you know they have to both be vying for Patrick's attentions. Uh, if you haven't noticed, she's quite popular, I guess, on social media. And uh, yeah, well, anyway, but uh, I, I, I haven't noticed. I, I'll be honest. I just yeah, every once just... in a while, I'll see a picture of Mahomes' wife, and I'll make sure I post it because. God damn, she's obnoxious. Oh my god. She she is. And and I do give him credit because like I said, the brother has not been around this season. So he's obviously said, Hey, enough. Uh and and you know I'll give you a million dollars to shut the fuck up. <laughs> maybe. It could have been. It could have been. Uh or Thank it's all you, a ploy and it's like you take all the negative criticism and I'll just go over here and play football. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, Scarpino, give me a uh, prediction for the game this week. As I said a couple weeks ago on the show, the Philadelphia Eagles were going to get in that ass in the NFC Championship game. Get in uh, that ass. And they did. And it, that they hurt Brock Purdy, and it was just all downhill from there. I do not expect this to be like that Tampa Super Bowl a couple years ago with the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. I have the Eagles comfortably – by 10 the entire way and they ultimately win 31 24 very good wow ian your prediction so i saw a tweet earlier this week that i thought was pretty spot on which said the eagles are better at every position on the field than the chiefs are except the chiefs have patrick mahomes and i think that's he's pretty true gimpy he's gimpy <laughs> But it's still Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, he was gimpy against the Bengals. Granted, the Eagles' pass rush is better. I, Way. I, yeah. I agree with Ryan. I think. I mean, seventy sacks in a season, only being done three times. Nuts. I think. I think the Eagles are going to control the game on the ground, and I, I do. You know, I, I didn't say this, and one reason why I like the Eagles, but damn, it's fun to watch a team run the ball well. I mean, like. <laughs> You know, yeah, it is, man. It is for for all the passing that happens in the game, and you know, like half the Steelers jerseys I own in my closet are of wide receivers. But like, I'm a run the ball and play defense kind of guy. Yeah. And damn, the Eagles are fun to watch. Like, they run the ball well. They play defense well. I freaking hate that they're from Philadelphia. I hate that their fans are the same people that chant Crosby sucks at Flyers games. You know, I can't mm-hmm. stand their fan base. Um, you know, that being said. Jalen Hurts has never won a Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni has never won a Super Bowl. So if you're saying like, oh, well, you know, Ben Roethlisberger won two and this would be two for Mahomes or, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin's got one and Reed's got one and Sirianni's got none. You don't want to see Steelers people get past. Then, eh, you know, you can you can talk yourself into rooting for the Eagles. Ultimately, I think the I think the Eagles control the clock a lot with their ground game. Um I think Mahomes makes some miraculous throws to keep the game close. Um, I think it's going to be cl- – I don't think the Eagles, like, cruise by 10 the whole game. I think it'll be close. Yeah. But I, I think ultimately the Eagles' pass rush gets it done, like, you know, in a final drive and, and stops the Chiefs. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go Eagles 27, Chiefs 23. Okay, four point spread. What what is yeah. the spread right now? By the way, Eagles two and a half. Not sure. One and a half. One and a half. Oh wow. One and a half. Okay. Oof. Man, I'd be all over that. Uh, ben, what's your money. prediction? 
Uh, I I agree with Ryan. Um, I think. Oh, that, see, we can't get along. Yeah, <laughs> I think that this we is, all just get along. It's not going to be close for most of the game. I expect that the uh, Eagles will allow the Chiefs to score some points in garbage time, and that it'll be thirty-four twenty-four. 34 27 something like that um but it won't be that close in reality it, you know they'll have a comfortable lead most of the game and you know the last five six minutes they'll just be like yeah we're just gonna go into prevent we don't care we're winning i uh i really 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 want to see kansas city find a way to do this but so do i like i i just there's a couple of things that are uh, Jalen Hurts um, going back to his college career. How many big games has he won? Because he he got replaced uh, by Tua in the title game, right? Is is that accurate? And yeah. then was his yeah. backup the following year. Mm-hmm. And then went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, last week, I don't know that he really had to do a whole lot because San Francisco basically had me playing quarterback. <laughs> the The biggest thing I'm worried about is him, for the, if I'm the Eagles, because I, I need him to get off to a good start. Well, um, I'll tell you what, if the Eagles don't win, well, they, they took a massive gamble. They have... They have six or seven contracts that are expiring because they voided this year. They basically yeah. put all their chips into the middle to try and win a Super Bowl this year. And these are guys that all play, you know, 90, not all of them. Um, there are one, two, three, four guys that void that play 90% plus of the snaps. And their yeah. contracts are void. No, it, it's your... Yeah. This is a huge one in that regard. You're right. I mm-hmm. I think the Eagles find a way to get it done. I, I'm with you guys. The games are won and lost in the trenches. That that defensive line is just freaking nuts. Uh and I and I, I think it's gonna be ultimately like, you know, like 20, 27, 20, something like that. But uh I look for a good game in any case, at least I hope so. Um Henry 10 asks, are we stopping Casey Casey? <laughs> No, no, actually, he specifically not. said, "Don't stop doing Casey Case." Right, uh, and and believe me, we are not. And so, as we close this, we, uh, we, program, we may need you to write some letters, you listeners at home. I, I, yeah, yeah, we we may need that because we're running out of material. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we will we will never run out of material. No, I know. Well, after yeah. last week, I I was convinced we will never run out of material. So, with that said. It's now time for Casey Kasem's American Top 40. <laughs> uh, Casey's Coast to Coast, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was February 8th, 1980. Ride for Pittsburgh writes, Dear Casey, I am just a new boy, stranger in this town. <laughs> Where are all the good time? <laughs> Who's going to throw this stranger a touchdown? Ooh, Casey. I need a dirty woman. <laughs> Having a little fun there with Pink Floyd's Young Lust off of their double album, The Wall, released in 1979. That has been 23 times platinum. 
It was a good year for Pittsburgh in 1979. The Pirates won the World Series. We are family. The Steelers won the Super Bowl. Team of the decade. The Pirates have never recovered. (laughs) The Steelers, despite winning two more Super Bowls, are skating on the thin ice of modern life, dragging behind them the silent reproach of a million tear-stained eyes. I'm serious, Casey. How much longer can the Steelers hang on to the past? Perhaps I'm being too harsh. They did, after all, make a forward-thinking move by retaining Matt Canada. Goodbye, cruel world. I'm leaving you today. Casey, did you know that both the Chiefs and Eagles have scored exactly 546 points this year in 19 games? That's 28.7 points per contest. The Steelers would need to score 10 more points in every single game to match. Yeah, but that's all. (laughs) Steelers Twitter told me that the Steelers averaging 28 points per game next season isn't that big of a stretch. I mean, how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Canada. (laughs) Matt Canada has neither pudding nor meat. He's the guy that shows up at the Pink Floyd show, but left his tickets and wallet at home. Perhaps perhaps I'd feel differently if his philosophy was run like hell. But Casey, it doesn't matter what we think. The show must go on. I have become comfortably <laughs> numb. Well, Ryan, I got some bad news for you, sunshine. Pink isn't well. He stayed back at the hotel, but you are in luck. Moving up 19 spots this week to number 32. Here's Pink Floyd with another brick in the wall, part two. <laughs> if there's any wow. Pink Floyd fans listening, <laughs> I dropped a lot of a lot in there. So that's that a, a tremendous ode yeah. to Pink Floyd. I just hope Mr. Floyd's listening somewhere. That's all I can tell you. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, wow, <laughs> that was but, that was great. That was wow. good. Well, I, uh, that was good yeah. stuff. We went into the whole uh, second half of the season and how the Steelers were were very much improved going from 15.1 points per game to 20.8 points per game. Right. Which, even if they'd scored 20.8 points per game, 20.88 points per game for the entire season, still would have left them at 19th. 19th scoring offense in the NFL, which isn't even fucking average. So, yes, I'm still angry that they kept fucking Matt Canada. And I that's the end of my rant. It's going to be all new, man. I'm telling you, this is his year. Uh-huh. Fuck off. The other, all new. Just want to say, and, uh, the other choice I had for tonight's oh. was, was 1983, and I believe it was the 27th hit that week, and it was Separate Ways by Journey. Journey. Oh, that's a good oh. one. Oh. But, 1983 but, quarterback draft was something special, oh, too. But, wow. But I'm not giving up yet on Matt Canada, Okay. Oh, okay. Boy. Whatever. Okay. Jacoby Brissett's coming here, and he was with him uh-huh. at NC State. Ryan Scarpino, patron saints of lost patron saint of lost causes. <laughs> it's actually Saint Jude, uh, but that's the Catholic <laughs> in the room. You know, Scarpino, Saint Jude, yeah. same thing. It's all the same. I, I actually I know that because my wife got me a little statue of Saint Jude for my desk at work because he's the patron saint of lost causes. So you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet Matt Canada has one on his desk too. You should get him. They should yeah. get him one. Yeah. Said, 
Hey, thanks, everybody. Next week, we're going to be doing our annual Blitzies. Those are our year-end awards. It's my we'll, first Blitzies. Let's get right, it. Scarf's first Blitzies will uh, cover, ah, you know, the usuals, the uh, MVP and all those wonderful things. But we'll have a few quirky awards as well. Maybe we should ask uh, the listeners to vote on which was the drunkest episode. <laughs> I think most SCB overtime. Yeah, anyone that says overtime on it. Uh, yeah, the overtime that Mark didn't make. Right. Yeah. That was that, that yeah. was the one, wasn't it? That yeah, was I'm the still one. fighting off uh, messages from the FCC. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. We just basically, if you if you remember the Dundee's episode of The Office, this is our version of it. Yeah, that's a good way to put <laughs> the, uh, it. The feds tapped my phones it. after that SC over overtime. <laughs> 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 anyway, thanks so much. Make sure you visit the site, steelcityblitz.com. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all kinds of that stuff. And for these morons as a Steel Dead signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Lamar's leaving, probably, probably not, but maybe. Let's <laughs> or they'll pay him $600 million, you know.